some of you are listening online. Some of you are watching on YouTube. If you can see it on YouTube, you see my eyes. They're a little bit red and bloodshot. I just heard a story um, about grit that uh, will, will shake you to your core. DJ Santiago, next. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. I, th I think one of the things about grit is that we all have it and we all have dreams that go along with it. And you have to have the dream. You have to know where you're heading so that you can apply the necessary amount of grit. As a kid, we all want to play baseball. We all want to be big leaguers. We all want to be superstars. Maybe we want to be movie stars. Maybe we want to be the fire, uh, fire rescue guy. But we all have dreams. And I'm uh, thrilled to introduce you to someone who has not only had dreams, lost the dreams, building new dreams, and I'm thrilled that he is on our show today. He's DJ Santiago. He's a former pro baseball player with the Indians and the Reds. He's currently an employee benefits consultant at Oswald Companies. He's also a public speaker. He helps businesses. He helps kids. Uh, he's got a program called CoachSantiago.com, and he's a coach at BW College, Baldwin Wallace. So he's got a lot going on and a lot to accomplish. We need a lot of grit. DJ, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here and, uh, you know, awesome to be a part of this show, the, the podcast today. Well, I appreciate that. It's awesome to put on the podcast because it. I think what we try to do here, DJ, is inspire people. I know that's what you're trying to do as well, and it's what we're going to talk about today. But inspire people from where they are currently in their business, in their community, in their organization, maybe even in their role as a father or a mother, to do great things and to not get stuck where the going gets hard. And you've got some stories about that. Before we get to that, um, let's talk about success because part of the, the best part about grit is it gets you somewhere. So you've done some great things and you're doing some great things. Let's brag a little bit, talk about success, and we'll get to the hard stuff next. Sure. Um, so born and raised here in inner city Cleveland. I grew up in a, in a one-parent household. Uh, mom left our family when I was two years old, had a passion for baseball, was two weeks away from graduating high school, uh, had zero college offers, um, and just by fluke coincidence, uh, was seen by the right person, got an opportunity to play on the right team. That particular summer um, was seen by Tim Corbin, who's today the head coach at uh, Vanderbilt University, took a liking to me and said, young man, would you like to play baseball in college? I said, absolutely. Uh, three hours later, I had three full-ride offers uh, from some of the top junior colleges in the country. Wow. Uh, he said, you know, go to junior college. Do your thing, uh, get your your you know your AA degree, and we'd love to to take a look at you at coming to Clemson, which is where he was at that time. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on which side of the coin you're on, I never made it to Clemson. I was drafted after my freshman year, uh, played you know drafted by the Reds, played for the Reds, played for the Indians. Uh, after a, a successful baseball career, made my run, um, came back to Cleveland, started a, a business with fifty dollars and two clients. Uh, I wanted to start a, a baseball academy that had never been seen before uh, here in Cleveland the way I was going to do it. And uh, 10 years later, we had six locations throughout Ohio. We had about 60 employees Wow! Um, and was able to sell all that uh, in 2012, start another chapter in Orlando. And that was a, a great run as well. Um, and so, you know, came back to Cleveland in 2019 uh, and joined the, the folks over at Oswald and uh, different type of coaching, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, today, I'm coaching people on on uh, on how to, you know, sell their risk and manage their risk 
uh, you know, when they're in that negotiating pattern with, with carriers and, and how to manage that throughout the course of the year. So really uh, fortunate to have the opportunity and was actually the rookie of the year at a different type of rookie of the year. I always envisioned uh, an MLB yeah. rookie of the year campaign, but won the rookie of the year, um, you know, last year at Oswald and, um, you know, have, have, have had some decent success on our sales department and, and uh, have had a, a lot of fun. Congratulations on all of that. And, and I think someone talked to me once a while back, a good friend of mine talked to me about insurance. And at the time, I kind of didn't want to hear it. I had this stereotype of insurance salesman. I don't want to do that, you know. But he said to me, Brian, you don't understand. I help people when they need it the very most. When, when they're in trouble, they don't know where to turn, they don't know what to do. I come alongside them and I help them. He goes, there's really no better profession. And I hadn't thought of it that way. And I've never forgotten what he said. Do you, do you see it that way? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, insurance is a commodity, right? And, you know, being a coach for as long as I was a coach professionally, you know, 100% of the time, um, you know, coaching is nothing more than mastering three things. Number one, you got to master, can you see things before they happen? Right. So that's that's the number one. That's the first thing. And that's that, that typically is a gift, especially on an athletic field. Can you see potential? Can you see danger? Can you see something before it happens? The second thing is, and today they call it analytics. The second thing is, what are your tangible data points? How well can you master those tangible data points? And then the last and most important piece of coaching is the ability to communicate in a succinct fashion so that what I think comes out of my mouth in a way that you understand and boom, just like that, you can go in a different direction. Yeah. And insurance gives us, you know, all three of those opportunities. Um, and I think if you've got a good, you know, consultant that you're working with on the insurance side of things, uh, he's doing all, he or she are doing all three of those things. Yeah. So congratulations on all the things that you're accomplishing and the people that you're helping in that way. I want to go back. Uh, I know a little bit about your story. And I think our listeners are going to uh, uh, be inspired by what you've overcome. And so let's talk about that a little bit. It, you're doing great and you've done great, but it hasn't always been that easy. Can you share me uh, with me and our, our listeners kind of some gritty moments in your life? Sure. So let, let's take it to, to 2012, right? 2012, um, you know, I had this chain of baseball academies. I just put together this lucrative deal down in Florida. Uh, I sold my business for a nice multiple and I ran out of Cleveland, you know, like a bat out of hell, man. I was like, hey, I got my bag of money. Yep. I got my girl. I just got married. Um, she was a doctor. So, you know, the kid from the, the old neighborhood married a doctor. Uh, I lived in a gated community down in, in, in Orlando. And um, I had arrived. And the one Living the dream. Go, yeah. And the one, the one ghost that I was, you know, chasing most of my life, I think I share a little bit about my family history was family. I wanted, you know, something to love and something to love me. And so my wife came to me early in 2013 and said, let's start a family. And I said, absolutely. I'm excited about this opportunity. Um, and, uh, and we did that and she got pregnant, uh, relatively quickly, uh, soon after finding out the sex of the child, uh, she started having these fevers that just were not controllable. And so she left the house one day with her mom and said, I'm going to go to the emergency room, see what these fevers are all about. Um, and she was totally fine. She just kept having these fevers, especially at night. And uh, to skip past a bunch of stuff, 45 days later, she came home. She came home 40 oh days. She came home 40 pounds lighter. She had lost the ability to speak, walk, um, and, and really didn't know who I was. And we also lost our son, Trey, who was 
who's going to be a switch hitting catcher like me and, yeah. and have his, have his, have his mom's brains. And, uh, and just like that, Ryan, I mean, I lost uh, most of my money. Uh, I lost a lot of my self-confidence. Um, my wife was home, but she didn't know who I was. So my best friend, the person that should be uh, consoling me or the hug that I wanted the most the affection I wanted the most wanted no part of, you know, no part of our relationship. She didn't even know who I was. Um, and so, um, you know, I remember a time in the hospital when she was clinging to life in ICU and, and for anybody that spent time in ICU, people drop like flies in ICU. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. 45 days of, of hell for me. And I remember, I remember signing a prayer card and saying uh, on the prayer card, Tanya deserves to live. This is my fault. And one of the mistakes that I think I made in that process was I didn't realize that I didn't really do anything wrong. But for me, I convicted myself a double homicide that night because I killed our child and relatively killed my wife at that point. Why? Um, why did Why did you think it was your fault? I hadn't heard that before. Why did you think it was on you? Yeah, well, you know, I'm the type of person I take responsibility for everything because I'm a okay. little bit I'm a little bit of a control freak. But we had had some discussions. My wife's got some you know some medical issues that we knew about early on in the process. And, um, and, and we consulted with the doctors, uh, but my gut, you know, your gut's always kind of there. Right. And, and my gut was kind of like, this is a little bit of a risk. I typically don't take risk that I'm not comfortable with, but you know, this was something that obviously was, was worth the risk. Um, and, uh, and it was just hard for me to swallow that pill because my job is to protect my wife, even from herself at times. And uh, you know, so for me, that's what I took away. I said, you know, I, I took away a life of our child. Um, I convicted myself of also, you know, at that point, my wife was a doctor who couldn't speak and, and didn't know who I was. So all the stuff and sacrifice I saw her go through, I thought that I had ruined that. So um, it was a very difficult time for me, for sure. So you signed the prayer card and took full responsibility. Then what happened? Um, you know, after several months of beating myself up, um, I had to, to, to come to the realization that we didn't do anything wrong. We did everything that was uh, called of us to do. We consulted with the people and this was bigger than me. This was just the universe or whoever, you know, we believe in. Um, this was, this was part of a bigger plan. I was supposed to learn something from this and literally because of my family background, there's not a whole lot of support that I have. Um, and I really was never on YouTube, um, but I went through massive amounts of depression, massive amounts of, of anxiety and frustration. And I remember starting a routine where literally I would just go on YouTube and type in, you know, feel better, or inspire, you know, inspiring speeches. And that's kind of when I got hooked on, you know, Les Brown and yeah. Bob Proctor and, and Tony Robbins. And I would walk around our complex um, before my wife got up. Because when she got up, it was time to take care of her. Um, and I just needed to hear something positive from somebody. And, and I, I realized that I lost a lot of belief in myself. Um, and I was way too, way too hard on myself. So slowly but surely, I, I climbed out of that hole. So you're taking care of your wife. You've, you've lost your son, which you said you had dreams already for. The, the unborn child, you, had, you knew you had your dreams. You've lost your son. You're taking care of your wife and you're losing your own self. Mm-hmm this is a ridiculous question, but where, where does the grit come first? Where, what do you have to overcome first so that you can move to step two? How did you, 
How did you kind of quantify what do I have to do today to get to the next spot? Great question. Um, well, once I realized that if I don't love me and I don't care about me and I don't respect me and I don't forgive me, I cannot do well by anybody else. And I found myself when I was at my lowest point, reverting back to that dream of baseball and saying to myself, dude, you were the same guy that was two weeks away from graduating high school, had zero chance of playing college baseball. But what did you do? You focused on where you're headed. You're focused on the dream and you didn't figure out how you were going to do it. You just said, this is what I'm going to commit to. Um, and, and I really kind of went back to that formula that I used back in 1997 when I was graduating high school uh, and just said, look, you know, my, my, my dream is that um, I pick myself up. I've got a great story to tell, but nobody's going to want to hear it unless there's success on the back end of this thing. Yeah. Uh, and I started to map out what that looked like for me uh, at that time and, uh, and got to work, you know, almost, almost instantaneously. Once I forgave myself for what I had convicted myself of, uh, I had a chance, I had a fighting chance. And did you find, and I'm assuming, I don't know, is, is, was your, did your wife, is she okay? Yeah. So slowly but surely she, uh, she came back to, to health and, and okay. we nursed her back to health. And, and today I'm glad to say that uh, she's actually a professor at Cleveland state. So Perfect. And, and, and so, so good. I'm glad <laughs> I want that. And, and yeah. so did you find that when you focused on yourself, I, I'm picturing the image of the, the oxygen mass that fall on the plane, take care of yourself before you can help others. Did, did you find that you were able then to help your wife? Yes. Yes. At that point, I had the biggest coaching job of my life. Wow. And that was coaching my wife. Uh, and I remember telling her one time when she understood and, and could have a conversation. Um, I remember telling her, I said, listen, I know you're probably thinking I'm going to leave or this isn't going to work out or whatever. And uh, I had to make make clear to her that she understood, you know, as long as you don't become a victim. As long as you get up every day and answer the bell and fight with everything you got, I'm not going anywhere and you can rely on me for strength. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I try to do every single day in our household. And so let's talk about that next, because what, what I think what happens, we have pain, we overcome the pain, we move on to the next thing and we forget how bad it hurt. Right. And at least I think that that happens. I've never been through some of the things that you've been through. You're, you're through that. You're on the way, road to trying to recover, trying to restore a, a, a natural kind of a normal kind of a lifestyle. At any point then, do you start to become a victim because you still lost everything? Other, now you've gained your wife, and, and you've, you've, but you've lost so much. At some point, do you say, no, nah, I, I just, this isn't going to work. I'm never going to make it. Um, you know, I, those, I, I'd be lying if I said, you know, those thoughts don't go through my head. Um, you know, our life will never be what it was, you know, before 2013. But at this point, uh, what I realized is that everybody's going through something. Yeah. Everybody has their own trials and tribulations. And, uh, you know, uh, my, my creator's given me some gifts to be able to communicate and speak and do things um, at a high level in those areas. And uh, I know for a fact that, you know, I've, I've, I've faced some pretty dark times. And so it's given me a lot of confidence that I can pretty much deal with anything, manage through anything. And, uh, you know, one of my best coaching quotes that I received from one of my best coaches in baseball is don't cry to give up, cry to keep going. So it's okay to cry. And I <laughs> cried plenty of times, but don't cry to give up, cry to keep going. 
And now you keep it going and let's, let's pour on the grit here. So now you're, you're flat on your back, but you've got yourself back. You've got your wife. You're going to build the next thing. Talk to me about what's next. How do you, how do you build the kind of uh, future that you built for yourself where you're affecting so many people in such a positive way? Yeah. So for me, um, again, to your point about, um, you know, picking yourself up, I, I feel like I've got a, I've got a story to tell. Yeah. And many people that, you know, I, I do public speaking events and a lot of people come up to me afterwards and say, man, I can relate to your story. I just went through something. I'm coming from something. And, and, and I appreciate you sharing that because you do feel alone. Um, and, you know, in the next, you know, 10 years of my life, what I love to do is I just, I just got done writing uh, my first book, Winning from the Bottom. Um, I love, I love, you know, what I've put in that book and I think it's going to help some people. I want to continue spreading uh, joy and happiness and energy and inspiration on any stage I can get myself on. Cause I think we all need, especially what, what we're dealing with in America today. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, I want to plant seeds. I want to plant as many seeds and give and give and give. And when it's all said and done for me, um, you know, I've come up, you know, close and personal to realize that we're not in control of a whole lot around here and life is really, really short. So you know, live full, die empty is, is a mantra in my house that, uh, that we, we try to live by. So um, I want to try to inspire the next generation and, and try to help as many people as I possibly can. And with that, let's talk about that. Let's talk about CoachSantiago.com and, and the way that you're trying to inspire people and, and business owners and, and trying to, to make things. What, what, what struggles do you see that you're helping people overcome? Where, where are other people needing grit and you're providing that, that guidance? Sure. I mean, the biggest, the biggest issue I see, and, and you know, a lot of that work is focused around helping athletes uh, get into college for the least out-of-pocket expense. And so, okay. you know, um, along That's with what someone that, did for you back then. Yeah, that did, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, but really, whether it's a business owner trying to figure out how to run a business, whether it's a parent trying to figure out how to send their son to, to college, whether it's a business owner trying to figure out how to manage their, their risk profile, you know, as far as insurance goes. At the end of the day, I think we've got to do three things. And again, this has come over almost 20 years of coaching. Number one, you have to GPS your goal. And what I mean by GPS is what does success look like for you? And when you, when you think about a GPS, the GPS requires a specific and definite destination. You just can't say Cleveland, Ohio. You can't say Akron, right? You got to put the address all the way down to the zip code. Yeah. But the GPS doesn't work unless you also know where you're at. So I think that's step one. <laughs> that takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of work to understand that. But having a definite, absolute goal is imperative. Number two, we've got to work on, you know, strengthening our ask muscle. Right. So we got to ask everybody for help. We've got to ask people to get on our bus. We've got to ask people for discounts. We've got to ask people for the opportunity. So teaching people and helping people on how to ask for what it is they want. And then last but not least, seek out mentorship. So for me in my personal life, I have to reach out to people who are where I want to be. And, and I think that mentorship is where I can be vulnerable. I can cry on their shoulder. I can compress time because they've made all the mistakes. And so whether it's helping athletes, helping business owners, helping people manage risk, to me, I think those are the three things that we have to be able to do. And if I can position myself or others I know in that situation, um, you know, success is is inevitable. And then once you reach that goal, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, because there's going to be a new goal. 
And, and it's got to start with those three steps. And reassess your current and reassess what your dream would be. I'm interested, coach, if, if I don't know what I want my future to be, and I also don't know where I'm at, which most of us are, we're all like just fiddling around trying to figure this world out. What's more important? Do I need to know where I'm at or do I need to know where I want to go and then figure it out from there? Where you want to go. Is that I first? Think, I think, yeah. I think because I always give this example, right? If, if you're anything like me, we carry 15, 20 pounds that we wish we could, we could you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. shed, right? And we're all yeah. working on it. We all hit the gym. We all do our thing. But if the commitment to the goal and the payoff is big enough, we'll do anything, right? So if, if, if I got a call tomorrow from Hollywood and they say, DJ, you know what? We saw one of your speeches. We think you'd be great to act opposite Brad Pitt in a movie. And we need you down to, today I'm walking around at about 210. We need you down to 185 by February 1st. Yeah. I just said to myself, Done, I'm going right? to 50 to 100 more things because the payoff is big enough. And I think that's where a lot of the goals um, that we set don't stretch us because once we realize them, um, you know, we get bored and boredom is very, very dangerous. So I think to knowing where you want to go and understanding that if I get there, the payoff is so big. The impact to me emotionally, because you win the game on emotion, you don't win on logic. Um, you win the game on emotion. The, 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 the goal is so big, I'm going to be willing to sacrifice whatever it takes to get there because uh, the payoff is big enough. And, and, and that's where I want to bring it, I think, full circle. And maybe this is why you're so good at what you do. You've lived the hurdles between where I am and where I want to be. And I think most people out there have a dream. I think a lot of people have a dream. A lot of people know where they're at. They're not, they don't know what's in between. I know where I want to go. I just haven't, I have no clue what's coming. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's important that everyone understand that you're going to end up on your back? Because we, we all do it. There's no easy slide to, to the goal. How do you help? What would you say to people out there? That are like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose that 35 pounds so I can start next to Brad Pitt, and then all of a sudden, you know, two weeks later, someone baked a really awesome cake, and and like, <laughs> well, it's only one piece of cake, big deal, right? What? How do you prepare people for the kind of pain uh, that you know is out there because you've experienced it? Yeah, I think you you have to really impose upon yourself the whatever it takes mentality. If you can commit to whatever it takes, whatever it takes. So mm. for me, going back to that's you, you know. My situation in Florida, the easiest thing I could have done was say, Tanya, I love you. Um, your mom's here. Your family's here. This is too much for me to bear at 33 years old. I'm going to Miami. And, you know, you can start your, your second half of your life. I'm going to go do my thing. Yeah. And I could have been. But to me, uh, I had an opportunity to prove to the world how much I love my wife and what, how, what, it, what my commitment looks like, not what it sounds like, but what it looks like. And I didn't know if she was ever going to come back to me. I didn't know if she was ever going to be able to speak. I didn't know if she was ever going to be able to work uh, again and function as, as a, uh, you know, as, as an adult as she was prior to the situation. But I did know that I was committed to do whatever it takes. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. If, if, if that means I fail and you're going to fail, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have family who, you know, is drinking a lot of hater rage. You're going to have coworkers to get in your way. You're going to have other entrepreneurs steal your idea. You're going to have all types of stuff happen. Yeah. But as long as the goal is big enough 
And as long as you have enlisted whatever it takes mentality, I think uh, people are going to get out of your way eventually. I, th- I think you've just summed up the entire reason I do this show. You could have quit. You could have said goodbye and done your thing and she'd done her thing, but that would have required absolutely zero grit other than you would have missed her, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, it requires no work. And and look at what you have now because of the grit. Not only do you have her, but you have dreams coming true where you're able to help people. And sometimes, man, that easy path, that one that has no grit necessary that's the one you want to stay away from. And I think that's what this show's about. And I think it's obviously what you're about. And I, I thank you for sharing this on Dash of Grit today. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. DJ, if someone's inspired, and I know they are, if someone wanted to reach out to you and, and talk to you either about Oswald Insurance or about uh, uh, CoachSantiago.com, about your life and your inspiring self, uh, how would they do that? Um, as, I, as I like to tell people, I answer my own phone. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, reach out to me, 216-200-8958. Uh, text me there. That's probably the best method. Um, obviously, I'm available on LinkedIn. And uh, if you type my name in and Oswald, you'll find my contact information there and other various websites. But um, I think the best way would probably be cell phone. A quick plug for Spire Advertising, the sponsor of this show and the provider of the show. Um, we are a marketing company that helps businesses grow. And, and in every single case, the business has the same issue. They start they want to finish strong and something happens in between. And I think that's the spot where you either show grit and get over it or you, uh, or you, uh, fall back and Spire's the kind of company that wants to help you get over it. And so if you have a hurdle in your way and you need to overcome through marketing, through branding, through strategy, let us know. We're at spiread.com. DJ Santiago. I cannot, the thing about this show is that I'm never, uh, uh it always shocks me the level of vulnerability that people are willing to share in hopes that other people will learn from their stories. And I can't thank you enough for sharing that very, very painful story with us today. Absolutely. If I can do it, so can anybody else. I I always tell people I was cut from many teams, but the first team I was ever cut from was my own family at two years old. So if I can pick myself up uh, and keep going, believe me, you can too. Uh, You'll need people, you'll need a team, you'll need a belief system in yourself, but uh, it's definitely possible. Just don't give up and whatever it takes mentality. There it is. Enough said. This has been Dash of Grit. That's DJ Santiago. I'm Brian Leffelock. Dash of Grit happens every week. You can find past episodes at dashofgrit.com and wherever you find your podcast. So take a listen there. Don't forget, recipe to success of life includes a dash of grit. And until the next time, stay gritty. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. 